sit and join the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Design and the District Edina. I am your host, Gregory Rich. I'm going to help you kill your early evening, mid-afternoon, or preferably mid-morning, with some booze and conversation. Uh, Notice I said mid-morning, not because you're supposed to wake, but I hope nobody has to get up before mid-morning if it can be avoided. Tonight's theme, which I'd forgotten because this is take two of Drink in the Style after some technical issues. Uh, Remind me not to let Johnson have two shots before we start the program next time. I'm thinking of someone I can blame, but I got nothing. (laughs) We're going to blame Brandon just for the fun of it. All right, yeah, it was Brandon's fault. Outstanding. You are the coctologist today, right? I do hold the key. You You are sitting in the Dan Newkirk Memorial Coctological Chair. Metaphorically speaking. <laughs> Actually, let's introduce you first for a change. Brandon Brandon Glosser, if I may. How's that pronunciation? From State Farm here at the district is mixing up our cocktails. Brandon, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I am as well because you have some boozy work to do. People yes. are going to love this. <laughs> and this boozy work was hand-selected by my guest, none other than Lynn Jensen Nelson, the owner of Conversionomics, public speaking, uh, motivational, as well as business, I believe, correct? Yes. Lynn, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. I as well. I mean, we met because you were actually doing a presentation in yes. the Governor's Lounge here at yes. the district. Which, which group was that? You know, we've been here with several, actually, and it's one of my favorite locations, so it's beautiful. I hate to do a plug, but I have to tell you, it is such a great location, so we refer it to a lot of our clients. It's great oh, space. Thank you. I so great, greatly appreciate that. Um, all right. Fabulous. Well, we're going to be diving into, I mean, you specialize in the building remodeling industry. Yes. So we've got that uh, plug-in to talk about as well, mm-hmm. um, and I may eventually give you a chance to talk instead of me <laughs> chattering away. I can't away. wait. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But first, first, I desperately need some alcohol. Therefore, Brandon, as you look at that, there's a frog in oh, my throat. Poor man's throat is dry. Bring this I man might, an emergency I need a wet your whistle. martini. Parched. I need a martini <laughs> urgently. What martini are you making? All right, we're going to have the Vesper martini um, or the. 007 martini, yes. as some people know it as. Because this was, again, either made specifically for or made famous through Casino Royale. Yes, you can trace it back to its origin in the movie Casino Royale. So. And was this the original Casino Royale or the yes, remake? both. So it's in the book. It's actually in the book that was written back in, what, the 50s? I look at you like you have no idea. Was, <laughs> I didn't know there was a book. It was written in the 50s. Um, there were 50s? And, so, and they, also, they also have it in the video or in the movie as well. And... It's a little known fact that it has its own song and music video. So really, the Vesper I'm not saying, Martini. But I'm just saying it's kind of a big deal. I don't know those ones. No. No. She's referenced now two <laughs> different shows. Actually, nicely in that conversation, I caught a little Clavin from Cheers. <laughs> yes. Which, by the way, was my fraternity nickname. This will surprise no one. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of nicknames. We've learned so many, and we're not going to mention the others because I don't want lightning to strike us right here. So, we're just, but that one is good. See, I feel like if if I can help somebody win a million dollars on a trivia show, like that would be fantastic. So right. that's one. So the best for Martini. That's how it started. That's, that's a little known fact. A, a little known fact, and that makes it a big deal. 
Madam Broadcaster, <laughs> if I will. All right, a Vesper Martini. So the ingredients of a Vesper Martini are what? Very simple. Uh, we have vodka, we have gin, and we have Lillet. Lillet Blanc. <laughs> Lillet Blanc. Yes. Which is, uh, is, is it a vermouth? It's, a... it's in place of a vermouth. So it is a style, uh, it's, it's more like a wine, actually. So that's why what makes this interesting is that um, it's actually 100% alcohol. So unlike a vermouth or any other mixes that might be in there, it's just 100% get-to-it martini, which is why it's one of my faves. Why do I feel like I'm going to get to use one of my favorite uh, Dean Martin lines? Remember? It's not slurring your words. It's talking in cursive, and it is f***ing elegant. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> just like the Vesper Martini. Exactly. Yes, exactly. exactly. So, we're doing, uh, so we're doing the Vesper Martini. We've got gin, and we are using Hendrix gin, which is a cucumber gin as it well. Is. So we've got a number of flavors ranging from sweet to the garnish that we'll have is is lemon, a lemon. The, the most beautifully cut lemon ever. It is nicely done. Done by a pro. <laughs> done by a pro. <laughs> All right, did. fair he enough. Labored, he labored over it. It was beautiful. So, so Brandon Hairglosser, let's uh, get uh, mixing on All this right. program. Hit us up with our mixing mixing music, and tell us how to make this extremely boozy drink. A good, nice, hefty little scoop of ice. Okay, going into our cocktail shaker. And then we will do one ounce of vodka. And this is shaken, not stirred. It is, it is shaken, not stirred. So, and the reason, uh, personally, I like shaken martinis. I don't know. I know you're a martini aficionado as well. I like my martinis really cold, so Mm -hmm. I always like mine shaken. Mm -hmm. But this one in particular is shaken because it is 100% alcohol. And so they say that having that little extra ice um, actually helps make it a little bit more palatable. So, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, it's going to cook with the ice, as they say. And you can Beautiful. make it with any. The first time I had it was down in Scottsdale, Arizona. I don't know if you've been down there, but Ocean's 44, an amazing restaurant. You know, seafood in Arizona. Who wouldn't go? It's so coastal, right? <laughs> of course. But the first time I had the Vesper was there, and they made it with Hendrix and Belvedere, which okay. are two that I liked. And so you can make it with almost anything. The key is the Lillet, I will tell you, which you can't get at most restaurants here in Minneapolis. Really? So I can get this far more often when I travel for work in the South okay. and on the West Coast. So here in Minnesota, I actually haven't found a single restaurant that has it. Interesting. So they make a version of it with, with vermouth, which I... I don't enjoy as much, but, you know, it's better than not having a... A Vesper Martini. Exactly. Ex- exactly. Wonderful. All right. So we didn't let you talk about the uh, proportions. How much of each do we have? I was, I was going to town over here. Uh, <laughs> so you get three ounces of gin, one ounce of vodka, and half an ounce of the Lillet. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> I'm very enthusiastic. <laughs> so I probably should have asked Jackie if it was okay, but it is illegal in some states because it's considered a double. Just, I know. just you FYI. Were mentioning that, it's crazy. All right, shake away. The best part. Oh, I do love that noise. I do, too. Why don't they make this for a white noise machine? It's always like frogs in the ocean. Right. I like this. Well, this I could fall asleep to. Am I wrong? Is it just me? 
Let's invent that. It's brilliant. Actually, that is a brilliant idea, although it would constantly fill me with a desire to have a martini. True, true. Christina says I am, my wife says that I am insanely, uh, 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 what's it called, uh, uh, subject to suggestion on things oh, like that. Oh, that's If true. someone's drinking a glass of wine on TV, she's like, I know within like a minute and a half you oh, will be pouring See, food shows are like that. I don't, people can watch food shows while they're getting a hung. It just makes me angry. I just get hungry. <laughs> But Fair drinking enough. shows, I would be all in. I'm, I'm <laughs> all right, so you poured out the martini. We've got these obviously in a martini glass. Yep. That's a good healthy pour, I might say, <laughs> as well. Plan it's can't possibly yeah. fail in. This you is going to go for great. Tips, <laughs> okay, so you're right. expressing the lemon peel as well, I see. Yep, so do a little twist to get the zest. We can rub it around the rim, is what they say. You gotta rim the martini glass. Everyone knows that. Drop that thing in there. And behold, an absolutely beautiful martini is prepared. I'm now trying to carry this across the studio. I know, right? And what is it somebody once said? I mean, who the hell came up with the idea of serving a cocktail on a plate? This makes no sense. I appreciate how elegant the glass is. But I was out at a restaurant yesterday, and the guy, you know, they shake the martini right at the table sure. side. Which I love that, actually. I do, too. I do, too. Except he poured, and he poured, like, straight to the absolute top. Oh. And, and I looked at him like, that is so awesome. Thank you. Can I have just a straw? Right. I mean, there's no That's way this awkward. is going to make it to me. And the only options are I lean down to the table and start sucking it out of the <laughs> martini glass there. Right. Yeah. So are you a person who likes it when they bring the shaker to you, or do you not need that? As in they shake it tableside? They, they shake it tableside and then leave the shaker. That was a COVID oh, yeah. thing, that mm-hmm. they would leave the shaker with you. Yes, yes. So that, and I have to admit, I love that. I do as well. I feel and like it's, it's a little bonus. It is. It's it's it's, it's like having a beer back on a, marti- on a, on a Bloody Mary. <laughs> beer back on a martini. I a haven't done that before. Martini. By the way, as, Brand, as Brandon is uh, 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 adding the additional martinis for our producer and guest, because I'm so rude, I took the first one. Honestly, it's like, dude, it's like being on an I airplane. I thought you were bringing it here. I'm just saying. It's like I, I know, I, I know. I did. Chivalry is not dead. <laughs> oh, it's dead. <laughs> when it comes to martinis, chivalry is most dead. definitely dead. <laughs> But it's like being on an airplane. You got to take care of yourself first, right. and then I can Put the help mask you. On yourself, it's the same with martinis. I think that's a beautiful, beautiful way to describe <laughs> it. Absolutely. <laughs> now, normally I would fight you for that martini, but again, I've had we've is, had time here, so I've had other things. Otherwise, this could have gotten ugly quickly. There is a little violence in your eyes. There I is, see it. There is. I am not afraid to fight. I am not afraid. I have a friend who's like six eight. He taught me about the throat punch, so I'm good. Oh, but, but I, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> You know, if we want to increase our views on our videos, yeah, we gotta have like a brawl, <laughs> no, a throat yeah, punch, no, yeah, 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 no. for the a battle for the martini. I don't know, officer. I saw a blinding black, <laughs> shiny light. The next thing I know, the martini was on the floor, and right? I was done. Oh, that would be such a waste of a vesper. I would not. I, I, I couldn't be a part of that. I Oh God, Brandon! Quickly, shake fast for the love of God! My I life. I so uncomfortable. You're like, <laughs> okay, is this over yet, Johnson? Are we done yet? <laughs> and I hope you enjoyed this uh, slightly shortened version of Drink in the Style. No, this is so good, you guys. If you are out there, and uh, everybody's got vodka, everybody's got gin. This is a martini you absolutely have. To it like try. brings the two worlds together. I think it's beautiful. It's like harmony. It is. It's like ebony and ivory. Slow and steady. I'm gonna. Oh, thank you. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. 
it, it does. It. You're going to love it. All right. Johnson, you'll have yours in just one second, but let's jump into the program, if we may. So, Lynn, give us a quick overview of Conversionomics. Great. So Conversionomics, we're actually called Conversionomics Speakers and Consultants, and we are a group, I call us the Speakers Collaborative. So we've got about 57 different speakers who specialize in all sorts of different topics and industries with experiences, but I live and breathe right here, like you, in the home improvement world. So Mm -hmm. I specialize in furniture, building, new construction, remodeling, home improvement, um, and interior design, So, which is why I'm so excited to be here. It's like marrying my two favorite things. Somebody somewhere is not going to like this analogy, but martinis and home improvement. So (laughs) probably the person I've been married to for a really long time. But um, so, yes, so I specialize here. I do a lot of work with builders, remodelers, designers, um, product suppliers, artists, manufacturers, and really try to help create strategies that make it a great experience for the, the homeowner, the buyers, the consumers. But also, how do we help our industry professionals set themselves up for success as well? And it's kind of like I'm a matchmaker. Like, how do we make sure we find you the right customer? How do we help our, our consumers, our homeowners, find the right design-build partner, which is so important? Yes. And really make sure that's a great experience for everybody. So that's where I specialize. I mean, it's brilliant. It really is. Because we're talking about... Now, first of all, and I don't, I, don't misinterpret this in any way, but you know, the people in the building remodeling, you often have people who are excellent construction people who are yes. uh, no building up and down the scale, yes. but aren't necessarily business owners. Right. I mean, it's the old E-meth. Do you remember that one? I'm uh, Ger- uh, Yeah, Michael Gerber, right? Uh, I can't remember who was the author. Berger or Gerber? I can't remember. But it was an effort to try to understand why so many small businesses fail. Yes. And I can save everybody the trouble of reading the book by saying it's because just if you're a good car mechanic does not mean you are a good owner of an auto body shop. Right. But with this case, with you, people who are strong in construction understand that. Mm -hmm. Those that understand their limitations, and truly the mark of intelligence is understanding your limitations, um, can come to you and say, all right, this is what I can do. You help me implement and make sure that I am providing the experience that my clients want. Correct? Exactly. And really, you know, business ownership and sales, even design. I work with a lot of designers and just knowing that you can be the world's greatest designer, but if you can't communicate that process to your customers then they can't have the benefit of working with you. And so how do we make that process easy? Which uh, anybody in the industry knows there's there's three things they say about any home improvement project, right? That you never, ever hear anybody say, man, that was fast. <laughs> Boy, it cost way less than I was ex- expecting. <laughs> and it was easy. But, but that really should be our role. You know, as mm-hmm. industry professionals, we need to be able to guide people from that process of, hey, why should I find a design-build partner mm-hmm. to, you know, how, do, how does it work? What are the steps in the process? How do we teach our customers to be good customers so it's a great experience for everybody? And so that's where I spend a lot of my time. That's wonderful. So what are the key things in your mind that when you are putting clients and companies together, mm-hmm. what's at the top of the list? So here's what we know, and this isn't just what what I have to say about it, but just what research shows us is that number one is finding a design build partner that has a great reputation and it's never been easy. You know, we were joking about online reviews and, and how important that is, but referrals are still a big deal too. And finding mm-hmm. somebody that really is that good partner. 
Um, also, what's important is do you find somebody who makes it easy for you? You know, somebody that shows you the way, knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. So mm. helps you outline that process. And, and how do they help you find the right solutions? That's the other thing we always, when I'm working with homeowners or consumers, you know, find somebody who's solution-focused, who's committed to your project, who understands your budget, who understands your time frame and your needs. And really, you know, designers especially and builders, they're, they're magic. I always say, like, I think people underestimate the magic. And your team, too, you know, they, they look at a space and they say, okay, the customer tries to describe what they want, but they don't know how to get there. And so you bring in these people who are magic and they, they see the future. They can see the best fit, the best furnishing, the, the best for model, the best art, and, and see that fit. But can they communicate with the, the homeowner and help them understand mm-hmm. why does it cost what it costs? What is the time frame? So it's really finding that really good design build partner. That's the key before anything else. And they can help you with so many other steps. And on the other hand, it's it's true that you need a designer or a builder who is is tapped into the client, yes. understanding and interpreting what they want. It's true. It's true. Right? Because, I mean, if you look at it from a design perspective, one of the things that happens all the time um, is that we have people who come in and they might have done, say, an entire house at... Well, restoration hardware, for example, sure. not to pick on anybody in particular, sure. uh, but I, I'm going to pick on them. You can. It's your show. I know, right? <laughs> you can do anything you want. It's fabulous. <laughs> the boss of me. Um, but uh, but they would come in and they would say, you know, I mean, we just spent $200,000 on furniture and we got all the nicest items they had and we're not comfortable. Right. You, you injected yourself into an ad instead of having something built around you. Right. And it's critical, and, and builders sometimes don't fully realize this, so you have to help builders understand that that's the role. We do that a lot, yeah. And, the, and just like you said, you can be the world's greatest builder. I mean, great attention to detail, wonderful quality, but if you can't communicate to your, your homeowner, your customer, if you can't help them understand the process, if you can't help them understand the, the value of quality products, then that's just lost. I mean, you can yeah. be the most brilliant architect in the world, but if you can't communicate to your customers, that future art or that future building or that future space is lost. And so we do a lot of helping people understand the importance of that and just being able to outline outline it. But helping people understand DIY sometimes is a big, you know, (sighs) DI don't, right? And and people think they're going to save money. I I think people are sometimes a little bit afraid. Do we have time for a quick cheers? I know. Yes. I know. Salud, the Vesper Martini. This is definitely going into the next cocktail compendium. It really is. And then the Ooh. silence. Well, <laughs> did we just well, use the swallowing? There we go, right there. Excellent. This is a really, really good martini. Isn't I'm going fun? to order this out somewhere and see how people struggle to make it work. They do. They'll do it with vermouth here. You have to ask them if they say yes, we can make it. Ask them if they have the lilay. I shall. I shall. It's interesting. We were also talking before the show, and we will get back to important stuff soon. But um, we were saying before the show. I now, and this is going out to my listening audience. I want to create a tequila martini. Yes. And, you know, I, I think it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I cannot think that a vermouth would work with tequila. Mm-mm. It just, I, I, no vermouth, I, I just can't. So I don't know what to substitute uh, for vermouth that would go well with, mart- with, 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 with tequila. I think that's a good challenge to throw down. Let's figure that out. Right? There's a problem we can solve. Email me, Greg at Habitation Design, your ideas. And if you come up with it, I will use your name on air and I will, I will 
come up with some clever name that is based on your own. Ooh, I love uh, that. Right? This is the Myrtle Schopenheim <laughs> tequila martini. <laughs> Give me a Myrtle Schottenheim. Make it Just make it rolls fast. off the tongue. Yeah, so sexy. Yeah, I love it, does. it. Thank you. Anyway, okay, back to building and remodeling. Martinis are way more fun. Yeah. I agree. No, but building is great. It it's okay. Is. It is. How about um, time frames associated sure. with working uh, with builders and remodelers? Sure. Both the amount of time that you spend with your clients mm-hmm. and then also what you coach your clients to set as expectations. That's a great question. So we know, so there's research around like what, what's important to people who are building. Even if we look at just, let's say we just focus on new construction, mm-hmm. although remodeling certainly would be in there as well. And we know lead time makes the top five. So Always. how long? We know as, as human beings, we've all gotten to this, like how soon? I need it right now, right? Mm-hmm. I can't wait 30 minutes for a pizza. I don't want to wait two days for something I ordered on Amazon. But as long as we show people the value of waiting, we will. So, I mean, mm-hmm. look at the people who, again, I waited almost a year for dining room chairs, right, during yeah. COVID. Yeah. And so that people will wait if they understand it. But, again, we start with reputation. But a big part of it, too, is finding a design-build partner that you trust. Yeah. If you think about this process, no matter what it is, it could be furnishings, it could be remodeling, it could be building. You know, you're trusting this person or this organization with – your money, which is a big part of it. We know for homes, it's usually this biggest single investment most people make. I'm looking at a person who owns a building, so that might be different for you. But for the rest of us, um, for the rest of us, it's a huge investment. The time investment is massive. Mm-hmm. But also, you're trusting somebody with the, the your family, with your dog, with your kids, which I think dogs sometimes rank higher. But you know, you're, yeah. with your, your, your experience, your future holidays, how you entertain you know, how you look in the neighborhood, how you feel. And we yes. know wellness design, as you know, yes. wellness design is such a big deal right now. It how is. does this space make me feel? How do I live here? How do I work here? Yeah. And so finding somebody that you really trust, I think too often people start with time and money. So right away, mm-hmm. how much does it cost to furnish a space? How much does it cost to build a new home? And the fact is we have to start with trust. Do yeah. I feel like I can trust this person? Do they understand my vision? Do they understand the goal? I, I always tell people, you start with goals and objectives. Mm-hmm. People have, you know, Pinterest and HGTV, we have this perception of the process. Oh, yeah, and, don't. <laughs> right now, I, Carl just started crying and he doesn't know why. That's one of my why. favorite things, though. Like, I'd love to talk about, like, how has HGTV impacted the industry? But the key isn't about... Uh, we, it's not like shopping for one thing. It's about trust and relationships and mm-hmm. asking the right questions and helping people see solutions. I, that's what I always advise. Find somebody who is solution-focused, who, mm-hmm. who can help you have goals. And it's not a Pinterest board. I always say, don't put together all your favorite images. You know, you want to find somebody who understands the goals and can help you get there. Like, it's kind of your designer, your design-build partner is kind of your GPS. you got to know where you're going, but we, we program it, and they help us get there. Yeah, and and that does make sense. And the the builder themselves, yes. um, I mean, so you've got to do the background check. You've got yep. to make sure. Online reviews. I'm that. sorry. I know they're the bane of all of our business owners, but yeah, you got to start there. You do. They, they really are. And the other thing is that it's important for builders to, and I know you're good at this, keep people, everybody needs to be reminded at all times um, that what we do, whether it's design or building, and we do day in and day out okay. is completely unique to the client it is. and having that empathy and understanding that, you know, this is a person's life. This is not just, you know, 
walls and windows and a nice sketch. This is what people want to raise their home or their children in and are going to have their Christmas dinners and things. And it's critical. And holding on to that empathy, I think, is important and always a good idea. Sure. Yeah. All right. We should take a quick break and then uh, come back and we're going to talk more about the speaking that you do. Sure. Some more of the consulting, et cetera. And we may even throw in, and I hope you guys are excited, some insurance talk. Woo! <laughs> now it's a party. Insurance your hats. in the house. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Drink in the Style on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. We'll be back in just a moment. Did you know that you have a choice in title companies? Buying a home is generally the biggest investment any of us will make. And when it comes time to close, you really do need someone you can trust. A title company is more than just a person in a conference room stamping papers. It is a person who ensures that critical documents are managed properly. They ensure that a transaction covers all the details that you and I would generally not know about. In short, they ensure that when a final signature is on paper, you are truly the owner of the property you are buying. Given the gravity of what we're talking about, I want to urge you to insist on title specialists as your title company. Yes, I'm biased because they're located at the District of Dinah, but it really is more than that. The crew at title specialists are some of the most competent, capable, and friendly people I know in the industry. And if you're a regular listener, you know that I've done this stuff a lot. So seriously, if you're closing on a residential or commercial property, give the folks at title specialists a call. You really will feel better knowing that you have home field advantage by selecting a title company, and that title company should be title specialists. Check them out online TitleSpecialistsInc.com or just give them a call 763-493-2224 Ladies and gentlemen or should I say Nizyat Iyaharat which is Finnish for ladies and gentlemen have you heard about Pustali Scandinavian kitchens? The Finland-based Pustali is the ecological kitchen cabinetry of choice throughout Europe. And now, their amazing European kitchen cabinetry line is available in the United States. Their unmatched quality and workmanship is reflected in their mission to provide customers with access to authentic, unique, and eco-friendly Scandinavian home and kitchen design. Offering comprehensive kitchen cabinetry services that includes kitchen design and cabinetry, countertops, hardware, and, of course, installation. Pustali is fast becoming the premier kitchen design firm anywhere in the United States. And here in Minnesota, if you have a chance to experience the remarkable, beautiful kitchen design and products, you can visit their showroom at the District Edina. Using state-of-the-art technology together with European craftsmanship, Pustali is really the only place you need to visit if you're looking for that fabulous, sophisticated Scandinavian look and feel. So stop by the District at Dinah and check out Pustali's beautiful showroom, located on the main floor of the District at Dinah. Open weekdays and through appointment, visit them online at PustaliUSA.com. That's P-U-U. S-T-E-L-L-I-U-S-A dot com. You won't be disappointed.
Folks, did you know that the District Edina is more than furnishings, kitchens, art, and flooring? We are proud to have your local State Farm agent, Anna Rebel, and her team officing on our Creekview level. Anna's here to help you with all your personal, home, and business insurance needs. Believe me, when you have a claim, there is no substitute for having a community member help you through whatever the world throws at you. And you will rest easier knowing that Anna's got your back. So for a free quote, give her a call at 612-567-5052 or just swing into the district at Dinah and pay her a visit. Remember, with State Farm, you get the protection of a nationwide insurer with the touch of a friendly local community member. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to Drink in the Style. I'm your host, Gregory Rich. I am feeling really good right now. I give two thumbs up to the Vesper Martini. That's all I want to say. And the mixing has been outstanding. Thank you. Yes. Our pleasure. So, before we jump back in with Lynn, we're going to hit Brandon on this. And Brandon, from an insurance perspective... We were talking a little bit about DWIs between segments, Mm -hmm. and we all know that a DWI is a disastrous insurance bit of That's for you, Johnson. Tell me about insurance impacts for people who are using cannabis or have got nonsense on their record because of cannabis. So that, for at least like with State Farm, something like that, if they're pulled over and fined, it will be a major violation. So you have minor violations, you have major violations. Minor will be like, um, you know, speeding, something something little. A major violation, like a DWI um, caught with some kind of paraphernalia, that will be a major. And so you can't get insured, at least with State Farm, for minimum three to five years. You'll, hmm. Our system will say you're ineligible. And unfortunately, it's, it's something people don't think about, but your current insurance, some will drop. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be so hard to find other insurance. Mm. So then it just snowballs because then you have a gap in your coverage. Mm-hmm. So then when you finally can get insurance, it's so high because you didn't have insurance. Or you were driving without insurance. Wow. All right. So it's serious. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, you don't think about it because you don't know. Fair enough. Well, close your ears, and I'm not trying to slam you on this, but I will say that an expression I created, if I may, is that the hallmark of a fascist society is that there are no small infractions. That said, insurance is necessary, encouraged. <laughs> and you got to have it. And you got to have it. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I appreciate that tip. That is... Important. Yep. Let's get back to our primary guest, Lynn Jensen Nelson. Lynn, are you having fun today? Uh, you know what? This is the most, that might, I, the second most unusual transition back to me when it comes to speaking <laughs> I've ever had. So, yes. And you teed up I a beautiful am, first I did, question. I did. No, this has been an absolute blast. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. It's a lot of fun, but Thank I you. seldom, as you know, during COVID, the two industries that spiked the most mm-hmm. were building and alcohol. So it's interesting that yes. you pulled those two together. So I appreciate that. Oh, thank you. I mean, <laughs> it, it goes hand in hand. And in honesty, right? most of the builders were drunk. So uh, <laughs> I cannot speak to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. They were good people. 
It goes back to remember they used to say uh, that you should never you should find out what day of the week your car was built if it was from Detroit. It's true, it's absolutely true. Yes, That's and if it was a Friday, true. do not buy that car and it's hope true. for the best. It's true. It's true. And I feel like this is a good segue into the fact that you and I and our advanced degrees are considered in the top five most worthless because that could not have been more of an advanced degree in history reference. Right. So I, I, do you mind if we have that conversation here? Like I think – Encourage it. So I, I oftentimes in my – when I'm doing a, a presentation about sales strategies, I talk a lot about my background, which – it happens to be I, I was raised in a situation where I paid my way through undergrad and grad school, but my my graduate degree is in in communication, mm-hmm. which is considered to be the more, fourth most worthless degree. Yes, for behind a the number one most <laughs> worthless degree, yes. two, three, and four. And so I feel like that's which we didn't know until today. We just realized that today we worked together for quite a while, and we've we've yes. had a chance to do mm-hmm. some different things, but. I didn't realize that you share my experience in the most worthless advanced degrees you can possibly have. So. From a financial perspective, this is true. From an experiential right. perspective, right. I am At least for okay mine. with the history. At least degree. for mine. I, the history part, I don't know. Although you've thrown a lot of really interesting details that I'm Thank totally going to quote you. Someday I, when I'm on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, but... I'm, an, I'm a great cocktail party guest <laughs> for the first hour. I was just going to say, I'm just... Oh, just so you, know, you throwing that down? We are both available. And Brandon nailed a couple too, so... Yes. I should oh, mention that Jai Bowie, a previous yes, guest please. and cocktailist, did a quick drop by and is is in the studio as well. But here's the thing: my good friend Mark Jessen, owner of Jessen Press, yes. also a member of my Rotary Club in Edina, yes. charming fellow, has the best line ever because he said, I, "I don't remember if it was a history degree, but it was one of the big four. Sure. And he said, "I have a degree in history, which allows me to do absolutely." Anything in the world, as long as it sails. sails. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Mine too. Master's degree in communication. It was just a smooth transition over to sales. So. Exactly. But it is fascinating. Why do people do what they do and say what they say? And so it was a good transition, and, and I'm, I'm absolutely thankful for it. Well, here's the thing. Look, and we are straying way away from everything of relevance, but that's great. Um, so here's the do. thing. A liberal arts degree, a four-year college degree, is not a vocational degree. This is the thing. You don't send your kids to college so that they can get a job. It, you don't. I'm sorry. A four-year degree is not a guarantee into anything. Uh, an advanced degree probably is. A liberal arts degree is designed to teach people how to think and how to be good citizens and have to have personal worth. Sure. You agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Thank you. I, that needs to be said more often because people are talking about, no, I want to send my kid for a vocational degree or no, a four-year college degree is a complete waste of money. It isn't. It is still critically important to a thinking, rational society. And both have so much value. I know that's something that, again, as a person who's been in the construction industry for almost 30 years now, mm-hmm. you know, I have a, a, a group of wonderful nephews that I'm thrilled have gone more 
to the vocational approach. But certainly to me, as I've interviewed and hired people in numerous roles, it's about demonstrating that you're committed to completing something, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So whether it's a it's an interior design degree, it's a vocational degree, it's a it's a master's degree, whatever it is, it just shows that you're you're focused on completing something, and then you go from there. And, and yeah. as you and I were discussing, our our degrees took us in two very different directions. But I'm thankful. I I, I use my even though again. My degree, I can't speak for yours, is one of the fourth most worthless degrees you can get. And, yeah, no, 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 um, I'm number one. Or I think two. you are number one. I'm just History saying, is you, number this one, might isn't be it? the one time that you actually beat me, and I, I'm super competitive. <laughs> I'm super competitive. So for me to say you're number one, I'm number four, like that just goes to show. I'm more worthless <laughs> than you. Are. Yes, the one time I will, I will acquiesce that I lose in this. But but it does demonstrate that you're committed to learning about something, and yes. really isn't that what it's about? Whatever industry you're in and you know again we have our, our friend who's joined us here like understanding an industry and really wanting to understand like how do we we grow and improve and if i if i may so conversionomics people ask me about the name but it's about conversion it's about change it's like how do we take our resources and improve it whether that's your home or your team or yourself like how do we take that and apply our economics which is our resources our people our money our our time our energy and the tools improve. at hand exactly and improve it and and that's really something i'm i'm super passionate about However you go about doing it. And, and that's, that's something that we're, we're really based on. And so I appreciate that, that we have people from all – actually, all five of us here, we've all used those resources and, and worked to improve the area that we focus on, that's, which is really important. That was brilliantly put. It really Thank was. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't remember who said, but uh, you do what you can, where yes, you are, you with have. what you have. Yeah. And that's all there is to it. Right. But from a liberal arts perspective – and I'm going to keep riding this horse until that – Son of a bitch dies. Um, <laughs> Just so you know, I'm a horse person. And yeah, no. I hate that analogy. <laughs> so if we can move on to another analogy, that'd be awesome. But I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. going to ride that tractor yes. until it breaks down. I was going to say, horse person, horse person. <laughs> Literally, just so you know, Make here is down. the where you have pictures of probably your kids and your wife. Here is my picture of my phone. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, maybe, it's a picture of a horse. It's a picture of a horse from the rider's position. Of a horse. So, anyway, yes, I hear what you're saying. Yes, yeah, and, and but it is true. It is true. And again, I'm just going to do this as a PSA. Sure. Honestly, stop devaluating or devaluing. Sorry, <laughs> this is the Vesper. What a uh, license we call that. Yes. <laughs> If you add more syllables, you sound yeah. smarter. Yeah. Um, stop devaluing a liberal arts degree because it teach it their thought degrees. Okay. And thought is critically important. We are not Japan. We are not a society of engineers and functionals. We are a society of creatives and of people who have fluidity in the way they think. And we have to re-embrace that. True. Absolutely. Wow, that was a mic drop. Thank you for listening to. Wow, no. I know, I was right? Just say, and there ends the reading. I mean, like, there ends the reading. Yes. I know. Thank you. So let's go back to conversion optics. <laughs> <laughs> and all I want to know, all I want to know, is what transition was more awkward than mine. <laughs> you know what? I actually had a person who I shall not name because he's actually here in this market who was introducing me at, a, at an event where I was the keynote speaker, and he told a toilet joke oh, right before me and then thought he would go into my speaker intro. I'm like, no, uh, heck no. <laughs> One more, something else has to happen before you do my entry. So oh, my just so you know, this is not, this is number, this is, this is in the top five, but it is not. Fair so enough. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It's my pleasure, and I believe it was Brandon who, who set that up. So make sure that it's not me but him. <laughs> 
How did I get drugged back into this? I heard toilet joke. Yeah, sorry. No. <laughs> what was no. the joke? No, 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 sorry. Cannot, cannot do that. Cannot do that. Back to conversion comics <laughs> and what you do. Here's what we're going to ask. Here's yes. what I seriously want you to tell our listeners. Yes. All right. You're going to be doing a project, building, remodeling, interior design. Sure. Where does a consumer start? Period. Great question. So my recommendation is that you always start with reputation. Mm -hmm. So that's where you online reviews, um, ask your friends and family, you know, do some looking around. There's so many resources, but I guess the key is find the right design build partner. That's the key. Mm -hmm. Find somebody that you trust, that you feel understands. And it's not, I think oftentimes because we watch so much HGTV, we think it starts with the design and it absolutely Uh positively does not start with that. It starts with somebody who listens, who asks the right questions, who feels like they understand your goals and objectives. And that's the other thing I recommend. Start with goals and objectives, whether it is furnishing, whether it's design or a new build. Have your goals in mind and then find somebody who has that magic, that that ability to see the future and help you pull those goals into creation. And so that's always where I start. Find somebody who listens, Mm -hmm. who asks good questions, Mm -hmm. who clearly understands your vision. And, And once you start with that partnership, it can only go well from there. Fair enough. And, and that, that, that is fantastic advice. You know, it reminds me of something my wife once said, which was, don't, uh, we'll put it into, well, just a general life perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Don't think about what you want to do. Think about how you want to feel and what's important to you, and then what you will do to get to that place. Beautiful. That's perfect. Isn't it, though? You are married to a brilliant woman. I, I know. I, I mean, you are she, a lucky guy. To the best of my knowledge, she's only made one terrible mistake. <laughs> First Wives Club. I'm just saying. <laughs> Starter Wives. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Lynn, it was 29 years, and you ended it right I here. I love it. Oh. Props. Props. It's 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 it's. I it's like a her already. Thing. Oh yeah, she does. Is she fabulous. drink grass from martinis? She does. She like... does drink martinis. Oh, I like her already. She may enjoy that. I'll introduce you without a doubt. Perfect. So okay, so that's how you go through this. Let's again conversionomics. Here's what yes. I'm so curious about, and what I've been meaning to ask you throughout. So as a speaker, right? What when you go in front of a group that is within building and remodeling, sure. for example, how do you approach that? general group, not the specifics of guiding a company or what have you, but how do you address the industry itself? Um, That's a great question. So a couple of things. Um, So I'm one of the, as far as I know, only female strategist in the industry. And so oftentimes what I do is I really focus on the, the concept of competitive advantage. So you might be a wonderful builder, a wonderful remodeler, a fantastic architect, a talented designer, but again, how do you help your customers make those decisions? So how do you demonstrate trust? How do you help lead them through the process? And oftentimes, like my rule number one of sales, which usually I make people pay a ton of money for this, but I'm going to give it to you for free because you applied me with Best for Martinis. Squee. Yes is that you help your customers be good customers. You show them the way. And people watch HGTV, they don't understand the process. And so it's really important that you show them how do we make this process easy for everybody. And when we start with that, that creates a really great partnership, whether it's design, build, or remodel experience. Uh, It's uh, perfect. I mean, that is exactly the message that has to be sent throughout. And uh, I'm very pleased with that. Um, So... Okay. Top notch. This is a mic drop, and there ends the reading. Yes. 
crap. We got another four <laughs> minutes to cover. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Brandon, talk about that? insurance for four yes. minutes. <laughs> really lighten up this thing, huh? <laughs> no, it is, it, is, it is beautiful. And again, you're guiding people through that particular space. So, okay. The, the, the concept of, of being a public speaker. Yes. The company that you have, you said you have about 50 different speakers? Yeah, about 57. So I'm, I have two businesses. I, I run my own speaking business, and I also run a company called Conversionomic Speakers and Consultants. Okay. And part of that is because I knew that I only had so much depth and breadth. So I brought in people from all over the, the world, frankly. I have speakers from all over the world who specialize in different areas. So I might have a certain area that I specialize in, but I might have a, a client who needs something outside of my parameters. And so I bring in other specialists to meet those needs. So it might be keynote speakers. It might be trainers. It might be business strategists and bring them in to help support the needs of our clients. Whatever that client may be exactly. and whatever industry they're specifically in. Exactly. Oh, that's, uh, that's fantastic. So what regions, by the way, what markets are you in? We work in all markets across the country and frankly, globally. We have a number of global oh. clients that we have some that are based in Paris, um, around the world. So we are any market you need, we've got people there. <laughs> I feel like I turned into the Poor Brandon looked terrified. That he just dropped the, the crap out of me. <laughs> so, so how do people? This is the plug part of the show. I love that. How part. do people find Conversionomics and begin? Super easy. Obviously, online www.conversionomics hyphen just like my last name. Um, Conversion-omics.com. So we're we're happy to help. A lot of people don't understand what it's like to to hire a speaker or a trainer or a consultant, and we help them find the perfect match. So we're kind of the matchmaker in the business world. You really have a variety of solutions, if I may say, because honestly, everything is about general solutions. And this was actually the point I was going to make when we're talking about the trust factor and the realization. And and, and I say this all the time. Listeners may be familiar with this. The greatest luxury of the 21st century is freedom from choice. Mm -hmm. You need the ability. We wake up in the morning and you have everything from a drawer full of socks of various colors and patterns, perhaps, in many cases, to (laughs) new... Yeah, Jai is thinking about his sock drawer, which... Frankly, it's probably a psychedelic nightmare that I would appreciate. <laughs> um, but uh, from that to where you're going to get your news inf- and, and information, it's endless. And we're not experts in all things. So the greatest luxury you can possibly have is to find someone that you know, someone that you trust, sure. someone who you are on the same wavelength with, who you can ask to make these decisions or at least present a curated collection of decisions. Agreed? True. Absolutely. 100%. I know. And builders much more so than others, because as we said earlier, this is the biggest and the most important decision that most people make. They aren't familiar with it. And here's the thing. When people who are not familiar with very big decisions try to make decisions, they will often be short-sighted. True. Absolutely. Right? Because, again, experience gives you the ability to see the future. And, And if you have no experience in this given space... You have no roadmap whatsoever, and they are going to try to generally negotiate. Um, negotiate badly, I was going to say, True. on what it is, which is another quick question, and we're running out of time, but I want to ask you this. Um, so, builders, clients, budgets, extended budgets, and hidden budgets, right? What advice do you have for both the builder side? 
who are sitting there and are thinking to themselves, what is the actual budget that this person has and sure. what are the freedoms? And for the client who is sitting there saying, well, I'm telling this person I want to spend $400,000, but I can spend $500,000. I'm holding this back. How do you handle that? So here's what I tell people. I always recommend you find a build partner that you trust enough to establish a clear, honest budget range. And that's the key. It's about asking the right questions. It's about understanding the project. And by doing that, you're better able to make sure that you do find. And you, because oftentimes we don't know. If you're not in the industry, frankly, even in the industry, we don't always know what a good budget range might be. Right. And so finding a partner that you trust, that you can be honest with, that's the key to establishing a good, I would say, preliminary budget range. Okay. And that, that start of the, the project time frame, because we can't assume that people know. But our, our build partners, finding the right build partner will help you with that for sure. Fair. So if you approach a project and you're saying to yourself, $500,000 is what I want to spend, mm -hmm. do you recommend that people sit down with their builder and say the absolute positive maximum is $500,000 and there shall be no transgression? No, or, I don't. I always okay. say agree to a budget range. Okay. And, and typically what I say is agree to a budget range and then know that as the consumer, as the buyer, as the homeowner, you always have the opportunity to adjust that budget. Mm -hmm. So you find something that's really important to you, want to add to it, you can always grow that budget. But certainly it's important that you find somebody that, that you can have a range. There is no one number when it comes to any parts of this industry. So the more you can agree to, hey, we're looking, I always call it big fat ranges, like what really is your, your top and your medium, and that helps people be more comfortable. So find somebody you trust that you can be honest with and establish a good range, and that also impacts that time frame and the products that you can find. And that is is reasonable. I mean, I, I, again, I've said I feel I feel like I'm saying all the time. Again, I've said I'm starting to grow even tired of my own expressions. Uh, but that is when someone asks about budget, there are one of two questions that are being asked: How much money can I take? Right. And how much money do you, can I work with? Right. To make. I would say happen. ask the question: Where are you and where are you establishing the budget range for this project? Okay. So that way, it gives you a little bit of latitude. Fair. And, and, and that is, and it goes down again to the fundamental of trust. True. You need to find someone that you do absolutely trust because you're putting a very big situation into it's someone's true. hands. That's true. All right. I think that's some solid end of show <laughs> nonsense. So I will wrap it up on behalf of Lynn Jensen Nelson from Conser Con can, <laughs> Easy for you to say. From from Vesper Martini. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay! From Comics. <laughs> on behalf of Brandon Hare Glosser. Yeah. Say it? Yes. Brandon at Anna Rebel State Farm. On behalf of Jai Bowie, who is sitting quietly in the back. <laughs> and on behalf of. The District of Dinah and Habitation Design. I would like to wish everybody good luck this coming week. And I will finish out with a quote that I absolutely love from Brandon. And I'm going to ask you to deliver it. Brandon, hit the quote. Sometimes common sense is just too expensive for people. And cheers good luck, that. everybody. We all know those people. <laughs> La 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 la